Good evening, good evening. We're back on the Couch Potato Sports Report. T-Bird, OG, and Dex in the house tonight over there punching the keys and turning the switches and doing all that stuff that he does. Uh, I want to welcome everybody. And, again, we want to thank everybody for always tuning in and listening to the Couch Potato Sports Report every Friday at 6 p.m. in Cartersville, Georgia. We got our regulars that uh, always tune in and, uh, again, tell a friend and, uh, you know, maybe we can talk about something that you want to talk about because on this show we talk about sports the way you talk about it around the water cooler, at home, in the living room, you know, old school type. So, OG, uh, we're going to kick it off talking about Tiger and the Masters. And, and you know, now I'm going to tell you, now you know that I'd say it, Tiger ain't going to make it through the Masters. I think he's going to pull out. Now, didn't I say that, Dexter? No. Yes, I did. I think it. <laughs> okay. So, let's, I rewind, that now. let's rewind a little bit more. All right. How, how often and how emphatic <laughs> did Mo and I tell you that his time is done? With the last time he tried to play in a major. So, don't be trying to claim credit because you called because you were defending him left, right, and center yes, like he was yes, your brother. Yes, I was. And, and, and I, I'm going to still defend him because I think still think somewhere along the way he's going to win something before it's all said and done. But I think Tiger's body is in – he can't walk them – he can't walk the course. You know, you got to walk it, then you got to hit it. I mean, that take a lot out of uh, a, a leg that you almost lost, uh, a back that's done had six or seven surgeries on it, don't you think? You know – I mean, if he's going to win something, it, it might have to be the putt putt championship because he ain't going to win a he ain't going to win a major or or really a tournament anytime soon. But I, I think we talked about it. I mean, it's been a while, but we I, I thought he came back way too early, and you were of the opinion that hey, when he thinks he can play, let him play. I, I, you got to. I mean, if he if he thinks that he can play, I mean, who going to tell Tiger he can't play? And and they want him to play because it gives them more ratings. So it definitely gives them something to talk about. But I hope that he's not – they're not bringing him on just for that. You know, I, I hope they – he's playing because they actually want him to play, not just to talk about. Okay. Now, now let's, look at, let's look at that statement that you said. That's, that's a good statement. Okay. Honestly, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I, I'm seeing a lot of clowns. And a lot of Dutch windmills in his future. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. I, ain't nothing wrong with that. Everybody got their right to their opinion. But think about the TV stations for a minute. You got Tiger, one of the greatest golfers ever. They know that every time he plays, their ratings go up. So that's just like telling, um, uh, uh, say, a great movie star, he's old, but look, I just need you in the picture. Just, you know, you ain't got to say much. I just need you in the picture because you've been great. I I would like to think I, – I think that the TV would do that. I think they would – okay, like he played what, three rounds? Did he play? Yeah, yep. Okay, so they got enough for, to get that audience watching, and then he bows out. Mm -hmm. So so I, I would think that they would do it. That, that, you know, that's a cruel business, man. Yeah, it, it is. And and that's why I feel like I wouldn't put it past him to, oh, yeah, Tiger, you can play. Just, you know, knowing that he ain't going to do nothing. But 
I'm curious because he just barely made the cut. He was right there on on you know right on the cusp, but he did make the cut. And I, I, if he was if he was in contention, do you think he would have muscled it up and and finished all four rounds? I mean, I think he would have tried and just until his body told him you can't do it. I mean, you no matter how uh, much you want to. If your body say, look, I ain't got nothing left, you you just going to have right. to buy out, you know? So uh, I think he tries to start. and I, uh, But you know yourself, Tiger's so competitive, OG, that he probably goes until he just can't go. Yeah, he's going to want to play. And, and unfortunately, I feel like he's one of the guys that will play, play, play until it's past the time. Yeah. And, and he he'll have to go out, but not on his terms. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause he just, he just wants to compete. Um, I, I just, uh, I, I hope and wish that he would just take the time to heal correctly and not try to rush it. Well, he, he ain't got too much time. Cause what's Tiger? 47, 48. Yeah. I mean, he's getting up I mean, there, but I mean, he can get to the, to the seniors tour and all that. He but, ain't good. Yeah. But that's, that's not the same. I know it's not the same. I mean, when do you start playing scenes? When you're 50? Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure he wants to win another major before he's 50. And, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if that'll happen. Yeah. As much as I hate saying that, I just don't know if that'll happen. All right. Quote this, Dex, because Mo and I called this a year ago, or not even a year ago, and – uh here now, Mike's joining the, the side. Here. I, I the actually time thought, is now six oh six on a Friday. <laughs> I, I actually thought he was better than than what he was. I think, I think what happened is when he had that car wreck and it messed his leg up. I think if that doesn't happen, I think he could have been in contention more. Very well, because you know they say he liked to lost his leg. But, I mean, give the man a bionic leg or whatever. I mean, I, I'm almost surprised he didn't want that just so he could continue to play at a high level. Yeah, yeah. But Well, speaking of the Masters, you you remember who won it? Yeah, it was John Rome, I, I think it was. Um, yeah, because Brooks, is his name Brooks Kapka? Or- Kap- yep, yep. Okay, he was he was winning, winning it for a long time, and then he kind of fell apart, didn't he? Yeah, it, Brooks Koepka fell apart, and and John Rump, who was, you know, in the in the couple top couple uh, for the whole time, was able to just slide right through. He, he and he choked. You know, he took advantage of of another player choking. Yeah. Now, OG, you you kind of a golfer, right? Dexter, uh, you a golf? Nope. Okay. So I just wonder, like, when when can you tell doing a golf match like the Masters? You know, they throw all these numbers out at people that are non-golfers and they're like, he's minus 17 and all that. What, what, how can you tell when a golfer is, okay, if he stays right here now, you know, you listen to those analysts, and if he does this now, he can make a move right here. Hell, how can you tell when you're making a move in golf? So if if you're if you're on a par five, okay, that means it's they think it's going to take you five hits to to. To get it in. To get it in. So to make a move means that you can kind of cut out one of those strokes. So if it takes four, four. then that's called a birdie. Right. Or, you know, if you do it in three, that's called an eagle. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and so if to make a move, you can move to the guy you're playing with or your, you know, your, your cart buddy or your yeah. the person you're playing with. If they're, they're going to be at the same score as you or right around that point. So if you make a move, well, you can make a move to have a, a chance at, at gaining a stroke. Okay. Gaining a stroke. And don't forget, you got to sign that card. Oh, <laughs> That's right. That's like mean, the dumbest rule I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Got this. I've seen a guy lose a tournament because he did not sign his golf card. And that's why I don't play golf. <laughs> well, I mean, that's 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 what I saw. And, uh, you know, a, color, a couple of other uh, guys in the Masters. Uh, you know, we talked about a guy last week. Who's the guy that used to run along with uh, Tiger all the time? Oh, Sergio Garcia. Okay. Now, he's never talked about much anymore, is he? He fell off the face of the earth. He sure did. He was supposed to be Tiger's hot competitor. Yeah, it, it was in and before Sergio, Sergio's a little younger. Yeah. But before Sergio, it was Ernie Els. Ernie Els was kind yeah, of Tiger's big competitor. I, I and and it's just interesting. Ernie Els was so obsessed about what is Tiger doing? What is Tiger doing? Like yeah. that's all he could think of. What is Tiger doing? Yeah. And he he just got so infatuated with what is Tiger doing that he couldn't focus on what he needed to do. Right. It was all just what Tiger was doing. What Tiger was, and and so much so that he he went too far off that deep end and just couldn't. He got rattled and and just couldn't ever kind of get his momentum. And he fell off the face of the earth too. Yeah. And Tiger had that effect on uh, players around the world at that time, didn't he? I mean, you know, I remember uh, any tournament that Tiger was in, they already projected him the winner. And and these guys just it was just like he was light years ahead of everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he won. I mean, this twenty plus years ago, yeah. he won a major by fourteen every, strokes. I think it was every weekend he was winning. Right, and that's it. That's just incredible. So you got to understand. And switching back to Tiger a little bit, you got to understand how he probably feels right now in his mind because he used to being on that leaderboard every weekend, and now. You know, they talk about Tiger, but he ain't on the leaderboard. Yeah, and it, it's he elevated the game of golf, much like Serena and Venus did in tennis. Yeah. But the field has caught up just yes. like it did with Serena and Venus. Yeah, and the field has caught up. Everybody is playing better than they were 20 years ago. It's just it's how it is. And he just through injuries and his own kind of, you know, issues, he has not continued to push the envelope. He's he's kind of fallen back a step, but the whole field has gotten better and surpassed him now. Okay, now OG, you ever been to a Masters? No. You, you ever been to a, a major golf tournament? Like, uh, no, I have not. Okay, I just wonder. You know, when I hear people talk about the Masters, everybody want to go to the Masters if they don't go to no other golf tournament. Why do you think that is? It is. It's the Super Bowl or the of of sport uh, of golf. I mean, it is. It is the. It's kind of a, a who's who, but because it's so elite and and prestigious, it, it's such a limited crowd and and just how to go about even getting tickets. Right. It, it's it's kind of like a status symbol. Like, hey, I I got tickets to the masters it's yeah, like, yeah you know who who do you know yeah just because it's it's the way that the tickets are packed they don't make more tickets they're kind of passed down and it, it's a whole thing 
Yeah, it's it's uh you know everything that you said, but you know, uh I, I know I have a lot of my friends that they went to the masters and yeah, man, and then you know, of course you're gonna hear the fans like, man, we drunk, you know, two kegs of beer, and you know, it's the whole thing about the prestige and uh mm-hmm. And, and the certain clothes you wear and, and, and all of that at Augusta National. So, you know, plus it's one of the nicest golf courses Beautiful. there is, right? Beautiful course. I mean, it's one of the most pristine courses you'll ever see in your life. Uh-huh. It, they just, they are so focused on just keeping it top notch. Uh-huh. Well, hey, well, you heard it from the horse's mouth, guys. The Masters. Maybe Tiger will win another one. How about that? <laughs> all right, when we come back. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Atlanta Braves. And, uh, you know, they're in first place, guys, even with the injuries they got. So, hey, keep your hat on. Back in a minute. Hey, this is T-Bird from the Couch Potato Sports Report. I think about Atlanta sports all the time, but I talk about them every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern here on Podbean. Follow the link, join myself, Mo, and the other guy as we'll discuss all Atlanta sports, from the Braves to the Hawks and the Falcons. Again, join me, T-Bird, with Mo and the other guy every Friday at 6 p.m. live the episodes will be available on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you listen. Hey, this is producer Dex with the Cat Potato Sports Report. I have so much fun watching these guys talk about sports like they're sitting around a water cooler. There are a few things that can compare to sharing your peace of mind about something that you care about. Have you ever thought about telling the world what you know? That's where Podbean comes in. Podbean is a podcast platform that combines live streaming, analytics, a website, and more all in one place. You can create, record, distribute, manage, and monetize your pod from a desktop or phone app. Start with the basic free plan and receive a $100 credit for advertising to build your audience. Now go to the show notes, click on the link, and you will receive $100 advertising credit when you start your podcast today. Also, it's a great way to support the show. All right, and we're back on the Couch Potato Sports Report. T-Bird, OG, and Dex spinning and tuning and flipping and japping over there. So <laughs> I hit a button every once in a while. Um, OG, we're talking about those Atlanta Braves. And uh, we're in first place in the East. Uh, you know, I figured we'd probably be first, you know, once we got cranked up. But we got a lot of injuries that's done set in. And, you know, just our luck, man. If we we start getting these injuries. You got Michael Harris the third out, uh, or the second. I call him the third. You got uh, Max Freed on the IL. Now you just got uh, Orlando Arcia went to the IL. They calling up uh, Von Grissom. Uh, just give me your take on. Uh, I think we're twelve, thirteen games in. Give me your take on the Atlanta Braves so far. I like what I've seen so far. Um, you know, we didn't have the we we didn't have the best showing against the Padres. We I think we we lost three or four, but then turn around and sweep the Reds. So, g- even given the injuries, I feel like 
we need to compete with those good teams and and obviously beat the teams we should beat like the reds but just we our team is better than cincinnati and mm -hmm. so we're, yeah we've got some injuries but regardless our team is better we should win those games I, it's going to matter just like every how do we do against the top tier teams you know in the west uh, essentially yeah. and, and and in the east well i i find it amazing that when you go into the season uh you know on paper man we got all these components together and and you figure like we got one of the deepest lineups in major league baseball i mean one through nine we have got a heck of a lineup and i think that was that showed early on you know uh you know we swept uh we swept uh well we won three out of four in washington uh, i forget who we played next but we uh the cardinals we swept the cardinals then we sweep the reds and yeah we had a a, a tough time against san diego but San Diego, now you talking about a deep lineup, one through nine, and three hundred million dollar ball players. Uh, you know that's a little tough. But I feel that with with everybody healthy with us, I think we we can still match up with them. Yeah, it, San Diego, uh, just like the Mets, have bought a lineup, right? And right now they're not dealing with injuries, but the Mets are dealing with injuries and we're dealing with injuries. So I think for our uh, budget friendly roster, yeah, on paper, we match up very nicely with both of those teams. And, and that really could come, um, how that plays out could be how it plays out for the, uh, the NLCS. Uh, one of our chatters was talking about the 13 and O Tampa Bay Rays. Y'all know anything about that? Yeah. Yeah. They're 13 and O in Tampa Bay. They, They've got a good ball team, and they're they've been good for the last few years. But you know, baseball is 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 it's just a long summer. That is a hell it's of a, a long start, though. Man. I didn't want to say that. That's, That's a hell of I a said. start, though. <laughs> yeah, it's a heck of a start. You know, if you remember back in 1982, the Atlanta Braves went 13 and 0 as well. Uh, I think didn't um the didn't the Toronto. Baltimore Orioles yeah. went 22-0, and 0, I think, to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, but, you know, the baseball is about teams making runs at the right time. And uh, Anytime's a good time, dude. <laughs> Anytime's well, a good time. Well, 13-0 and 0 is definitely going to help them throughout the season. But, you know, at the same time, our Braves are 9-4, and four, and I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's tough out there. It, getting off to a hot start is great, but man, you've got to like you know you're not going to win every single game. No, you're not. But but you've you've got to keep that momentum and just not fall off the you know fall off and yeah and you end can, up. you can't go into 10, 11 game losing streaks. You know you if you lose the most, you might lose five, maybe six at uh, in a row at the most. But yeah. you you know you got to keep that you got to keep that pace up, and that gives you a grace period. So to speak or grace games that you can lose now another uh uh big deal i want to talk about is ron lacuna this kid he had three hits the other night with a couple of rbis in the big time uh big time in the game ron lacuna right now is giving us the ron lacuna that we all know and love when you say absolutely I mean, he's hitting i mean it's it, we're early in but he's hitting 370 right now yes 
I mean, the, he's hitting the cover off the ball. He's hitting it this way and that way and deep and short and I, he, anywhere, and, and, anything we need, he's he's delivered. And he ain't just playing long ball. That's what you're saying. He's spreading the ball out all over. Like the other night when he got them two hits, the drive uh, that last hit to drive in those two runs, he went. He took hit the ball where it was pitched, drove it to right field for a base hit. That's that's what we're talking about right there. You ain't always got to get the big three run home. Right, and and it's it's it could be because he doesn't have the pressure that he did maybe last year. He doesn't have to be the guy and right. carry the team because it's it's a shared you know it's share the wealth. I mean everybody's doing their part, so it's not as much pressure on him to carry. I, I agree with that. You got you know Olsen at first base. Uh, he struck out four times the other night, but you know he, you know he kind of been on a little homer tear, and uh, you know you got Osby. Ozzy and uh, Riley doing their thing. So I would say around the horn, uh, the only problem we got is in left field. We're trying to figure out who we're going to do that. And Eddie Rosario hit a home run the other night. So, you know, and I like Hilliard coming in for Michael Harris in uh, center. He giving us speed and he giving us some hits. So, you know, the Atlanta Braves, are once we get everybody back, we still going to be that power. You know, you got Darn on him behind the plate. And he's another yeah, one. Yeah, he's, concuss- he's concussed right now. But yeah. I, I, overall, we've got a good – we've got a good we, – we've got a lot of potential. I, I hope that our pitching can keep up with our batting and just keep us in games. You know, the bats will take right. care of a lot of it, but we can't give it away. Nah, we got to have that pitching. You know, honestly, I'm looking at what they're playing next. They should be in good standing by the time they get to the Astros. I mean yeah, – they. I mean, they – I'm sorry, the, the cheating-ass Astros. I apologize. <laughs> Let me give them their proper moniker. <laughs> well, you know, we, we, we just, you know, we, we, we've we got all the components that we need. And uh, when Darno gets back, that's that's giving us that one-two punch behind the plate. Uh, when when uh, Murphy's playing, uh, Darno can DH. And he, he's turned out to be a heck of a DH. I mean, I. That's what that proves that Snicker knows somewhat of what he's doing because Donald drives in and runs. Yeah. I, look, we've we've tried to play second, you know, um, we've tried to play, um, you know, what is it, armchair armchair manager a few times, and he's proven that he knows what he's doing and, and we shouldn't second guess him. So, I, look, he keep doing what you're doing, Snick. Well, let me, <laughs> let, let me ask y'all now. What are we going to do with Marcel Azuna? Give me, give me some, some takeaway on that. I, man, you don't want to send him down. You don't want to trade him. Well, you know? they, well, no, they, they don't, they won't send him down. He'll, he'll either be traded or released. But he's got to get the baseball, and he hadn't been doing it. Had a good spring, but he's got to hit the baseball. He struck out four times the other night too, and it's not looking good because this is what. And Snit said he gonna stick with him. Uh, you know Snit's the manager, but you know the fans been on him about it. Yeah, and, and just with his, uh, you know, he didn't. He had a rough season last year with some off the field stuff, yeah. and I'm sure that doesn't help. And and his struggles at the plate, right? Ah, man, you can only stick with somebody for so long before you gotta just write them off or give up. Well, sixty, he got you know a sixty five million dollar deal. I think we may be down in the 30 mils on it now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure they're trying to 
get the best bang for their buck. And if he don't improve, maybe maybe later when they feel like they've okay, we'll eat 15 million. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm sure they're dealing with with that dilemma on that. But I, I, you know, he's I'm, only 32. Yeah, but I'm rooting for him. He's he's you know, like OG said, his off the field stuff has played a part in it, and it's affected him on the field. Yeah, and 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 uh, so because when we signed him, we're like, man, we got something here. He had that great year in 2020. Almost won MVP. Yeah, always almost won the tri- was it the triple crown. One, it was a couple of awards going around. Of course, that was the the COVID year, but uh, you know we got you got to get something out of him because he's a good bat when he hits. Yeah, and he's just in his head. He's he's overcompensating for something, and and it's messing up his 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 mojo. He's just got to get that mojo back, just like Acuna last year. That's Acuna's right. He's got his mojo. Yeah, we call him the fly swatter. Because when he swings the bat, he looked like he's swinging. He, he, he swatted it flies. Marcellus, me and my buddy talk on the phone. We watching the game. He's like, uh-oh, the fly swatter up. Because <laughs> he just swats at the ball and don't hit nothing. Now, one, one last thing on the Braves. Uh, they brought up uh, Grism. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's going to take he's gonna take over short. So, he batting three something and and he killing the ball in triple A, but I think the issue is with his glove. I think they they're worried about his glove, so he's got a chance to show OG. Yeah, we we talked about it. we thought he was going to be the guy starting it short and and hitting you know no problem with the bat, right? But yeah, it's it's the defensive side and and probably that's the more important side for a shortstop. So. This is his opportunity to shine here and really make uh, make it a, a competitive kind of spot on, roster spot. And he knows he he knows when he comes, I got the show because they already second guessing me, yeah. you know. So he already knows that uh, Dick and you know you know Grissom came up first game last year, hits a freaking homer in Fenway Park over the wall. Oh, so that's nuts. That, oh man, that that's something to top. So. You know, this is his shot, and uh, you know the 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 thing is, you want to you want to give competition at short because Arcee was playing hell of a baseball. You know, speaking of Braves and and doing well, and another former Brave is just playing lights out as soon as they leave. Your your favorite <laughs> dude, Adam Duvall, man, that guy cannot miss. Where was that last year? Well, yeah, now. I, I but I got a little tidbit to that. Adam Duvall been he been hitting homers. He been doing all that in Boston, right? Yeah. But you know what? He just went out on IL. Oh, he okay. just went out on IL. But yeah, uh, I, I saw that last week. I mean, he was killing the baseball. But I, you know, I I think it all goes to is he is he healthy? You know, he wasn't healthy too much. But sometimes a change of scenery will do you wonders. Yeah. So yeah. you know, uh, you know, you just. You just play where the ball is pitched. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, if you got any questions or comments, hey, call in uh, on the show. Uh, tap in or do whatever. <laughs> and anyway, uh, don't forget to hit us up on the couch spot. Hit us all on all your streaming networks. Uh, you know, listen to us. And I'm going to have an announcement of where the couch potato is going to be in a couple of weeks as well. So, 
When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about them playoff-bound Atlanta Hawks in a minute. Why would you hold on to a stale old auto policy when you have a fresh new car? New ride, new you, new plan, right? The LeVette Group will assess the new you for a tailored policy that meets all your requirements. So why not update your auto needs with a personalized plan from the LeVette Call me, Todd Dean, to find the best package that fits you. I can be reached at 678 777-7718. Again, I'm Todd Dean of the LeVette Group, and you can reach me at 678 777 Hey, this is Mo Better with the Consultative Sports Report. I'd love for you to join us for what always promises to be an entertaining and lively discussion on the latest news in sports. And trust me, I need all the support I can get because refereeing these matchups with T-Bird and the other guy is no easy task. But it's always a lot of fun. Tune in Fridays at 6 o'clock. All right, we are coming back on the Couch Potato Sports Report live from Cartersville, Georgia. Got T-Bird, OG, and Dex spinning and knocking and beating over there, making us look and sound good. Uh, now, you can take that look any kind of way you want to take it, but the sound, you get, you see that for yourself. <laughs> but, uh, hey, the Atlanta Hawks, guys, had to play in the play-in game, win the play-in game to get into the playoffs. So we did make the playoffs after all the talk, after all the nateness, after all the trainness, you know, we 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 made it to the playoffs, OG, and and uh, you know, we we beat the Heat. We beat them handily the other night. You know, I didn't think that was gonna happen, but we beat them for four quarters. I gotta give it to them. Win Snyder and Nate, and I mean and uh Trey. And you know, I, I got the feeling that this is this is the they, they've taken on the 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 attitude of Quinn Snyder, and and like we finally kind of are all the Nate you know mojo is is out, and we're kind of this new fresh team because we're playing at a higher level, and this is what we've been talking about for two years now is mm-hmm. just getting here and building upon it, but we didn't have the right guy in place, but we. We're, I mean, we've got a tough road ahead. It's not going to be easy. No, heck no. But I like, I like where we've come in the last two months. You know, the, over the two months, um, the growth that, that the team has had is, has been visible. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, speaking of Nate now, I did notice something in the game the other night. Trey Young and Nate's son had words in, during a timeout. I'm talking about big words. So, you know, it's still some residual there, you know, from Nate's son. Uh, I forget his first name. And and Nate, because, you know, you was you was probably the main reason my dad got fired, you know, 
in his in his mind. So they had some words, and I was cracking up watching it. And uh, so going forward into next year, I don't see Nate's son still being a part of Quinn Snyder's staff. Uh, you know, you're gonna have to take some things away, you know, to 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 smooth the road, you know. Yeah, and and look, Nate's son probably doesn't want to be there. It's awkward for him. Right. I mean, it's it, awkward. Nobody. Yeah. It's it's probably best for everybody. Just let's just clean break from the old and and just bring all new. You know, that's why a lot of times coaching staffs everybody gets fired oh, yeah. and they they hire they everyone hire, again. Because Quinn, he he got to get his guys. You know, he got to get his. He hired two of them already, but I'm sure it's going to be more changes, and it's going to be more changes with the Hawks personnel on the floor too. Because even though we we beat um, um, the Heat the other night the way we did, we still not that team. We getting there, and I and I think that <clears throat> excuse me, like you say, um, Quinn Snyder's effect has definitely come into play, and you know. They was talking to Clint Capella the other day. And one thing that Clint said that I've been saying all along is Quinn Snyder communicates with the players. Nate never did. <laughs> and, and, you know, I harped about that and I harped about that. And if if you see uh, uh, Quinn Snyder is constantly talking to players. He talks to Trey Young every time there's a timeout. Because I'm sure he probably telling Trey that, you know, look, man, we got to be better right here. You can't just throw the ball away, you know, at, at this time. You know, he communicate. Capella likes the communication. And double O Okongwu is playing out of his mind. He is playing, uh, you know, Capella had 21, 21 rebounds the other night. Okongwu was slapping everything that came in his way. So, you know, I, I'm happy with that respect. Absolutely. Who doesn't want to be actively coached to play better, to right. win? Everybody wants to win the game. And and how can you be upset? It's just we've been begging, screaming. For, yeah. And now that they've got it, look at the results. Look at, look yeah, at the results. Look at the results. You are, you are moving over a mountain. It, it, you got it, something. Yeah. We're, we're about to have a caller call in, and I'm waiting for him to call in. Oh, okay. And it, over the last couple of games, we've played competitively over against some very good teams. We we beat Dallas. Uh, we beat Dallas in overtime early, you know, right, for, right. Uh, early uh, April. We we lost against the 76ers in overtime, who's the third seed right now. I mean, we played the Hawks up a pretty good game on Sunday, <laughs> and then we came back and beat the like we we are competitive against some of the best teams in in basketball. Yeah, and, and that's that's with. Nate's team. So, right, right. man, I, I think the future is bright here. Now, one thing that we didn't do the other night against the Heat is we had a we built a big lead and we didn't lose it, OG. You know, how many games did we lose like that during the season? So that was a that, – that maybe that's a little bit more of the Quinn effect to where we had a lead, we tucked their run, and we kept the lead. You know what? And because if – I bet you if Trey – were to shoot a long three pointer with it, he's gonna get near full. Yeah, yeah, and and he should right. because Trey's three point accuracy hadn't been that great this year, and I noticed he's toned down the seventy footers, you know, than than in previous. Only shooting from sixty five, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, and you know, OG, we talked about what that leads to. 
when you shoot those long threes and they get those long rebounds, they get easy baskets on the other end. And that that will get a team right back into a game. Uh, I noticed Trey been felicitating a little bit more. That's good. But, again, he's got to cut his turnovers down. He turns the ball over for a point guard way more than he should. And I think it's because it's he's he's trying to be too fancy. I agree. Like, just just pass the just, ball. You don't need to spin it and flip it. And just, <laughs> just pass the dang ball. Right. You're right, man. I was screaming that the other night. When they were playing, he comes down, he throws the ball to the left, and there ain't no damn body there. And I said, just pass the ball to him, man. You ain't got to do all that spinning and flipping and sliding and all that. Well, you know, in fairness, I, I've heard rumors of style points being added in the NBA. So <laughs> no. you never know. You never know. Well, and that and and it's funny that you say that, Dex, because Trey sometimes tries to play to the style. And when he shoots that 70-footer, he tries to play to the crowd because he wants to hear that roar because he made it. But hell, he ain't nowhere near the damn go. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, you know, we, you know, and like I say, we're getting great play from Okongu. Sadiq Bay coming in, hitting threes. We still got to tone up our defense a lot because, uh, OG, you don't want to score 130 points and give up 125. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, you want to win. If, if, if you can win that way, fine. But you, that, that don't spell for uh, a championship. And and the thing I like, the, to your point, Trey has been more of a facilitator and and is is among the top of the league in assists. And we all know he can score, but but it's it's getting others involved. And and because he's carrying a lot of weight, being the guy in Atlanta, I think I think that is the best thing for him is to pass the ball and make opportunities for others. Right. Because people are going to double him. That's why he's not shooting the best. That's right. So that means somebody's open. When they pass double, the you've passed the ball. Now, uh, a thing come up, uh, a report come up this week about Trey Young is that the ownership has given approval to that if you want to trade Trey, you can. That's That come out this week. Uh, in a report uh, all across the wire that the Hawks ownership said that if they want to, if the if the my, the the powers that be want to trade him, they got his okay. What you think about that? And Trey gave his blessing. You mean? Is no, that, no, no, oh, no, no, no. So the ownership no, decided. The ownership told the GM. Okay. You know, if 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 it comes to a point to where you feel like we need to move him. You got our blessing. You know, I wouldn't take a whole lot from that because just because you're gonna you're gonna for any any you know it's it's like saying, hey, my house is not for sale. But then if somebody gives you you know double its value, you're gonna consider it. There you go. So Trace Trace signed for it'd be a it cost a lot to move it. I, you know, I find the timing of that statement problematic. Okay, you're in the playoffs, or you're about to get in the playoffs. Uh -huh. What what is the utility of even putting something like that out there? That's fair. Yeah. What what is like what what do you what do you gain from putting that out? I tell you what you gain, I, and and that's a good point, Dex. Is that you put in Trey's mind that you're not gonna hold our franchise hostage to where yeah you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, look, man, these guys telling me I need to be better and play better. Unless they're going to probably, they may trade me to a team I don't want to go to. I, I'm gonna, you, you understand what I'm saying? I'm going to counter that. 
Okay. With, um, you know, a lot of athletes, there is that athletic swag. Yeah. Is the best way to put it. You know, that, that ultra confidence that they need, you know, for them to power through anything that they're doing. When you start putting those hints of like, you're not that valuable out there. That's going to basically sort of sabotage. How do you, how do you, as an athlete, how do you make that not, not a conversation? I, I, I get I mean, what you're going. Of course, on. yeah, you play better, but as management, how do you manage the situation? You want him to play better, you don't neg him into playing better. Dude. Yeah, no. this isn't this isn't somebody you're trying to get to prom. No, okay? but <laughs> you don't you you telling him right there. Look, man, we love you. We want you here, but but we're not gonna kiss your ass. I don't think that. Hey, hey guys, let me, can yeah, I chime in? Can I yeah, chime yeah. in? Yeah, hey, yeah. hey guys, we're we're live from uh Dominican Republic, Punta Cana. So man, great show as always, man. I'm just tuning in. But I think the aside for Trey Young right now is the 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 potential value of what they can get for him. I mean, if they can get a couple first round picks and and a second round pick for him, I, I think that's what the Hawks are probably looking at in that deal and saying that to that kid. He's 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 a good player. But there's probably some better players that are out there that'll fit the roles that the Hawks need much more than what Trey, the other guard they got, can fill that role. You need big men to go down and and, and play power ball more than you need a slasher, uh, a, a point guard like they need Trey Young, in my opinion. So, but I just want to tra- chime in, guys. You guys are having a great show. Uh, the golf bit was great. Uh, and the Braves are going to do well, along with my Detroit Tigers this year. I just want to say that as well. No, they're not. Detroit, no, Detroit Tigers. <laughs> Detroit Tigers. That is the best Triple A team. Hey, hey, don't, uh, don't, don't ever count the Tigers out. Hey, thanks for joining the show, man. And piggyback off of what you said. Now, if they did move Trey, I would like to get some uh, quality players right now that are in the NBA. That's going to keep me right where I'm at or better. I, I don't really have time to develop no more players for for an all-star player now that's just my opinion and i certainly respect yours but if i if i move trey i'm 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 getting some prime time ptpers right now mike but if you could get the next job or a player of that caliber or somebody coming out of college maybe this year or next year for trey young you got to do it i mean you know trey's a a small guy that's not going to have a 18 year NBA career. So if you can if you can move somebody and get some pieces together and put around him, I think it would be the time to do it. So I think part of the conversation, the reason that they're even dangling that because some teams are interested. They want that point guard, you know, but if you can get the right Oh, I think he cut off. That's not on me, but yeah. Well, and and, and to Texas point, it, it there there is Certainly, that but if we hey guys, look at this is a great the talking, top. y'all enjoy Punta Cana a couple more days and we'll be back. And uh, you guys keep doing what y'all doing, y'all going to doing a great job over there, okay? All right, thanks for thanks for tuning in. So, so to his point, if we look at the top five, you know, potential uh, MVP, you know, candidates, they're they're big, a lot of big men, big men are. NBA is moving to a big man back, I guess, back to a big man dominant thing. Now you need you need a quality point guard, but do you need your your all star to be a point? You don't have to. You don't have to. Philly has has a big man as their their guy. Milwaukee, they're, they're doing Milwaukee is the next. 
and um, Denver. I, yeah, those are, no. are all contending teams for the championship that that are led by big men. And so maybe there that's kind of hey, we're just seeing what we can get. But at the same time, you got to have somebody decent enough to to fill that role. I agree. I agree. What was that team that you were saying that was pretty good? The you said that. Denver? Denver. Yeah, Denver. Yeah, go ahead and say that again. I like the sound of that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, the Nuggets, dude. You got to love what they're doing right now. You know, it's. Well, you got a, what, three time MVP? Uh, you know, he needs to win a championship to be in a conversation, no doubt. Yeah, it's so, true. It's true. You know, it's it's all fun and games. But, but Denver's not, will never have that comfort. While he's playing it at his level, they will not, ownership will not say, hey, let's see what we can get for him. Let's shop him around because he's, he is winning and he is. They better not, though. Like, <laughs> well, because I mean, he's proven on the court that he is, he is indispensable. But look at how this management has done John Collins every year yeah they're talking they're they're putting a for sale yeah. sticker on him. yeah agreed i think john collins isn't quite at that level but i i understand what your what's yeah. your, your point it's gonna get in somebody's head man like you gotta manage those situations better and why would some player want to come to a team that's kind of you know shitting on their current players so, yeah you know <laughs> well you know finish it up on the hogs before we go to break uh quickly og how how will we do against the Celtics? Ah man, I, the Celtics matchup. I think to your to your what you'd love to see, boy, this would be a great time to uh, to really sink our teeth into uh, John um, Brown, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown. Yeah, uh, but I think we might get one game. But man, the Celtics are just such a strong team. I mean, championship in the championship last year. They didn't really lose much at all, right? So I, I think it's gonna they're gonna be a tough a tough matchup for us. Well, you know, uh, it's gonna be tough. I I don't see us getting through the series, Mm-mm. but I would love for us to. But you know, hey, it is what it is. Are they Dick, gonna win? Are they gonna win more than two? I think. Yeah. I think. I, I I think we may win two. I, but. I I will bet you one dollar that they win the series. I'll take that action. All day. Awesome. You're gonna you're gonna throw in some uh, M and M's also. Bring your piggy bank. <laughs> Basic. I'll bust it over your head. Yep. <laughs> hey guys. All right. When we come back, uh, we're gonna talk a little about the about the draft coming up with the Atlanta Falcons, what they need and what they're gonna get, and also we're gonna talk about uh, a little uh, event that the Couch Potato Sports Report is gonna be at uh, at the end of May, and we'll tell you more about that when we get back. Couch Potato Sports Report. Hey, this is T-Bird from the Couch Potato Sports Report. I think about Atlanta sports all the time, but I talk about them every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern here on Podbean. Follow the link, join myself, Mo, and the other guy as we'll discuss all Atlanta sports from the Braves to the Hawks and the Falcons. Again, join me, T-Bird, with Mo and the other guy every Friday at 6 p.m. live the episodes will be available on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you listen.
Hey, this is Mo Better from the Couch Potato Sports Report. Graduation is upon us, and a new car is a great gift. Don't just send them into the world with a reliable ride, but unreliable insurance. At the LeVette Group, we will find the best tailor-made policy. We could even add on renter's insurance for further coverage and a better deal. Just call Todd Dean at the LeVette Group. Call Todd Dean at 678-777-7718. Again, call Todd Dean at 678-777-7718. All right, and we are back on the Couch Potato Sports Report, but not had a great show this evening, guys. Had a caller uh, coming in from the Dominican Republic tonight. How about that? And uh, like I say, I wanted to tell you, the Couch Potato Sports Report is going to be on the move on May 27th. We're going to be down in McDonough, Georgia uh, at a money-making market event uh, hosted by Bridging the Process um uh, it's a a group uh from melissa taylor if you uh interested in going down i think they're going to have vendors selling selling a little bit of everything and the couch potato sports report is going to be on the side over there probably have a few t-shirts for you to purchase if you like so you can carry us around any way you want so uh, again that's going to be may 27 2023 in mcdonough georgia 207 old town way that's McDonough, Georgia, 207 Old Town Way, May 27, 2023. The Couch Potato Sports Board will be on the move. All right, guys. So we talking about the Atlanta Falcons in the draft coming up. <clears throat> OG, we've made some moves all this offseason with uh, free agency. We picked up Bud Dupree today. We picked up Calais Campbell, been known to beat sack pass rushers. What have we needed for the last eight, seven, eight years? Yeah, we need a we need D line. So you know, give me your thoughts on what you think we need and what we're gonna do. I am pleasantly surprised and impressed that they've made some quality moves. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier this week, we added uh, Jeff Okunda out of Detroit, who's two years in. He played at Ohio State, was right. a you know lights out uh, shutdown defender at Ohio State, and we got we got him for a good we got him for a bargain in my yes, opinion a fifth round a fifth pick round pick now it helps because the lions got two likely starters so they could afford to you know it wasn't Part as big him. of a hit yeah uh but man that's a great move because our corners could be improved i mean I, it, we could we could be improved so yeah. i like i am just uh i'm glad to see that Man, we are we are making some smart moves. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with our offseason so far with the you know way they've tried to do with the money. You know, we had about 80 million to spend. And uh, you know, we've picked up a lot of depth. And the good teams have depth. They have it across the uh offensive and defensive lines. Uh we've added depth on the defensive line with the guys we got from New Orleans. We've added linebacker depth. And we've added cornerback depth. Uh, we're going to be getting Hayward back, who missed the last uh, part of the season last year. So we we getting we 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 seem like we doing all the right things on paper. Of course, that has to translate to the field. 
And, uh, you know, what? If we stopped a couple of teams last year, we would have won, what, maybe two, three more games? Yeah. We 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 lost those games by one score. So maybe that's going to make up the difference to get us over the hump, OG. Just being able to pressure the dang quarterback. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. I mean, that just creates opportunities for these, you know, star uh, quarterbacks to, you know, make plays on the ball. Yeah. Um, and and so so we've got a decent lineup here uh, at corner with AJ Terrell and then either Okunda and or Casey Hayward. They'll compete for the same spot. But right. we got some potential. I just I'm I'm excited to for the first time in a while excited about what this is going to look like. <clears throat> Excuse me. And true. I think if you put a good team around Desmond Ritter, then all he got to do is be an accurate quarterback when he has to pass the ball. We got a great running game. We was, what, number three, number four in the league last year in the, in the rush? yep. So, you know, if you can put all these things around him and help him grow with the good players that we got, we I don't see why we can't move forward and you know, our division is still wide open. I don't care what nobody say. Yeah. Yeah. We need him to, we don't need him to win games. We need him to manage the game well. We've got all-star, you know, we've got a great pass catching tight end. We've got what wide receivers. We can clearly run the ball. Right. We've got a lot of the tools. We just need Ritter to get the ball to where it needs to be. And we haven't had that in a, in a in, year In a long time. So who do we pick with the number eight pick, uh, OG? Well, I, I still think you can't go wrong either continuing to shore up the O or D line. I think we're we're making progress at linebacker. I wouldn't go too high. I wouldn't go number eight overall on a linebacker, perhaps. But I, I think if you can't go wrong either in, in any of these ways, but O-line, D-line, and continuing to shore up the linebacker. If Jalen Carter is there at number eight, do you pick him? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> no do. doubt. No, no doubt in my mind. If he's there... Or if Nolan Smith drops to us, I'm picking him too. Yeah. Uh, but if, you know, for whatever happened with Jalen Carter, with the car breaking, all that's done, all that's behind. I'm picking that kid at number eight, and, and I'm rolling the dice. Because I think he's, because of all that and the timing of it, I mean, he's a Georgia guy. Right. He is going to play with extra motivation because somebody took a chance on him early on in – early in the draft. Right, and I right. think I think he's going to show that it's I'm all that behind dude. Him. and and he's he is that guy and hey screw all these other teams for That's passing right. me. I'm that dude. And just think with all we've uh, uh picked up in the offseason, if you were to add him to that rotation, how good would we be? And Clyde Campbell to mentor him. Yes. I Clyde Campbell's been around for a hundred years. Yeah. But <laughs> think of the mentorship there. He, he has. And and uh Clyde Campbell saying, I'm gonna play at least 60% of the snaps. That's a lot for a 38-year-old. Yo, that is a lot. That's for a, a lot. And, and and so he telling you, I'm that I'm still that dog. You know, he and he's a dog. Yeah. So that and that's what we we've been needing on our defensive side of the football is dogs. We need some dogs to get out to that quarterback and put him on his back. And to help Grady, Jared, be that great player that we know he is, but he can't do it by himself. Right, right. So, you know, Dick, you got something? Yeah, man. Um, Go Broncos. I mean, as always. I'm sorry, what? I'm a Denver what? guy, you know. 
is he talking about? Um, I, I like the Broncos. I do want to ask like you, the Steelers, though. Uh-huh. Ask you, T-Bird. What are your thoughts, Odell, signing with the Ravens? Oh, yeah, I meant to bring that up. You know what? I, uh, I think it's simply um, uh, he tried to find the best team that fit him. They are a good team, but they're an even better team with Lamar Jackson. But he getting $18 million, too. For one year, which is I signed that deal myself, which which is a lot. <laughs> yeah. So are the but the Ravens are they using that to? Uh, it, it, not, 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 you know what? Because he, I saw where he said that he had dinner with Lamar, and Lamar told him he said, "Bro, we boys, but this is business." So now it, they might have tried to use that, but Lamar ain't biting on that. Lamar, he said, "I know you there." But that don't mean I'm gonna be there. That's what basically what I I heard Odell on TV today talking about that. He said basically, you know, I don't know if he's gonna be here or not, you know. But I would love to play with him, you know. So, you know, Odell, uh, he, he just one of them type of players. I don't know if I want him on my team. Yeah, yeah. He just just always something. He, he's needy. Well, he, he's, a, he's a bit of yeah, a diva. Yeah, he, he's a bit of a diva. I think he's get, reached that age to where he knows he has limited playing time, and so he's trying to put himself in the best position. No doubt. And, th- and I'm sure he's calmed down a little bit more than what he was before. Yeah, I mean, I can agree with you on some of the antics, but mm-hmm. I think he's at that situation. He's only signing a one-year deal. He's, he's supposed to be bait to keep this, this quarterback in the game. He knows... He knows what time it is. Okay. In touching on Lamar a little bit, see, the league and the agents don't want Lamar to have this deal because if Lamar gets this deal and he get all the money he want, he got all of that without an agent. Oh, yeah. You know? So if you think them agents want him to get that deal, then you're sadly mistaken. If you think the league want him to get that deal, you're sadly mistaken because none of them want, to cut out the agent organization talk. The agents do a lot of behind the scenes stuff, a lot of good. Mm-hmm. And and I, uh, well. I think the agents are good for leverage. Where. For both sides, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. For both sides. I think, you know, Lamar, him being his own agent in that regard, he only has himself as an asset. Right. Where the agents are like, well, you know, I you need a quarterback, but I also got a, a linebacker that you can get for a steal. And so they'll leverage those things into the deal. Like, I can convince my client to come down on, a, you know, on a million dollars on this if you pick up, you know, on player A, if you pick up player B. And then, you know, everybody wins. Well, the, okay, touching on that, then, yeah. that agent can be the bad guy. Yeah, See, he, can, he can go in there and be, he can say, you son of a, SOBs ain't never treated us right. He can go in there and be that guy. Mm-hmm. When Lamar can still be over there, and ain't none of them words been said by him. It's yeah. been his agent uh, talking about, look, this guy threw for 35 touchdowns last last year and uh, for uh, uh, 5,500 yards. Now, uh, y'all got to pay for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. See, and that's keeping that that player away from all the bad stuff. And then once they iron that out, see, he's still smelling like roses. 
to, and they still getting yep. along fine because they ain't saying no bad stuff to each right. other, right? Exactly yeah. right. And and but right now Lamar's burning that that you know political capital, if you will, because he's got to be both the bad guy and the advocate, and he just looks like a jerk because because of that exact thing. There's no middle person to to take the hits and twist the arms and that twist you know, the arms. Yeah, yeah, and that's what that's what that agent is for to go in there and. You know he can he can cuss he can say whatever he want to him they can say whatever they want to him but they ain't necessarily talking about him. Uh, so I, you know I got a different perspective on it. I, I don't think it's as adversarial as you guys think. No, it's I, not. I think I think if anything more, what's in play is he wants a certain deal. He wants certain guarantees. They don't want to give him the guarantees, and the league and the agents don't want him to sign a major deal without without that. representation. The, gatekeep- the, the gatekeepers don't want that. No, because what happens if he does? Then all the these other players gonna think that they can it's do it. Just like Deshaun Watson got the all cash. Now Lamar wants now, all cash. Now and Lamar and wants all cash. That's right. So it's the next. It's the next thing. It's That's the evolution right. of capitalism. Yeah. Hey, whatever you want to call it. All right, guys, we're gonna. Uh, we're going to uh, go down the winding road and get ready to take us home. But when we come back, we're going to bring back an old friend. Tell me why I'm wrong. OG going to have something for T-Bird to react to when we come back on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Hey, this is Mo Better from the Couch Potato Sports Report. Graduation is upon us, and a new car is a great gift. Don't just send them into the world with a reliable ride, but unreliable insurance. At the LeVette Group, we will find the best tailor-made policy. We could even add on renter's insurance for further coverage and a better deal. Just call Todd Dean at the LeVette Group. Call Todd Dean at 678-777-7718. Again, call Todd Dean at 678-777-7718. Hey, it's OG from the Couch Potato Sports Report. You know, the smart one. Listen live every Friday at 6 p.m. on Podbean as I drop some knowledge on T-Bird to tell him like it is, and then he tries to tell me why I'm wrong about Notre Dame being hypocrites, the Braves repeating, or soccer being better than basketball. Chat with us live on Fridays or catch it later on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, and we back on the Couch Potato Sports Report. OG, you finna give it to me, and I'm going to try to give it back. So tell me what you got. Good luck, T-Bird. Good luck. All I can say. All right, T-Bird, I want to know why these top-tier A-plus caliber athletes just, they got to always buck the system. I want, for example, Tiger Woods does not know when to call it quits. Lamar is trying to push the envelope way too far. Michael Jordan retired about three times too many. You know, he he retired, came back, retired. Just when it's time to hang it up or it's time to just follow it, like why you got to always buck the system. So is that good for the game? Too? I, it's, it's bad for the business. It's bad for the look of the athlete. It, it's bad all around. And I want you to tell me why I'm wrong. 
okay. I was just jotting down a few things to help me remember. Okay, I'll tell you why. What was your first one? Why Why they don't want know when to leave? Yeah, exactly right. Okay, I'm going to give you my take on that. One reason they don't know when to leave is because, number one, they love everybody calling their name. You know, when you go somewhere, although they say they don't like it, but they love it. Mm-hmm. They they really do love the attention. It. That, the yeah. Okay. Also, <clears throat> they like all the free free perks. Everywhere they go, uh, when they traveling with the team, they give them money. They making sixty five million dollars a year, but they give them spending money. OG, they give them spending money, so they ain't got to spend their own money. They flying on a jet for free. They they go to a hotel for free. They eat for free. And they get all the other benefits of being on the road for free. Namely women. All right. They well, get that too. Well, let me just like you said, they're making $65 million. You think they care about a $50 steak or a hundred dollar nah. steak? So then okay. But but they ain't. They still ain't paying for. It. Look, I'm finna bring you a fifty uh, million dollars, a fifty dollar steak. Put it right there. I ain't even got to think about paying for it. I'm finna eat it for free because I'm eating with the team. Every player wants to go out the way they choose. Like John Elway, won two Super Bowls in a row right. and went off into the right, sunset. Right. You cannot write every player dreams of that. They, they dream but, of that. But ninety nine percent of them cannot because they either they get hurt or they they stay too long let's look at tom brady last year right one year too long and they just they can't call their own shots and everybody wants oh i i could do better next year i could do no you can't no you can't but they love they love the fame too the fame that comes with that okay since tom brady left ain't nobody been calling his name that much at it huh He's, he's he's still famous but ain't no across the airwaves, ESPN ain't been talking about Tom Brady. We ain't been talking about Tom Brady. They get used to everybody hearing the name. He ain't on no sign out there on I seventy five nowhere. You know, I think they get used to all of that. You get you get used to getting everybody getting all you getting everything you want, even when you don't want it. And I think that that's why it's hard for them to give it up. Okay, all right, I. I see both your points, but I'm going to let you guys know that there's a movie out there called The Weight of Gold. And I reference this because it's about Olympic athletes before the Olympians, during Olympians, and after. Okay. And one of the biggest things is the mental toll that it takes after winning a gold because it's it's a peaks and valleys. So they're at an emotional high right after they win. Right. And then... Nobody knows who you are after. Right, right. It's such right. a letdown. It's it's, after, it's yeah. just you've reached the peak. That's true. Like, what's your identity now? You're no longer an Olympian. You're, and, and there's so many that are like hanging on to the dream in that regards. So there's this transition back into you know quote unquote civilian life. Right. And I think with athletes of such a high caliber, they're chasing that next high. Yes. I think that's the reason. And and that's basically what I was saying is. You get so so used to everybody calling your name. When ain't nobody calling your name no more, then some some of the cats go do stupid stuff. I think like Lawrence Taylor. I think it's the accomplishments. I think it's you know it's 
it's being able to chase that next like dopamine hit of feeling good about yourself you know whether it's getting the attention from the opposite sex getting you know cash rewards and adulation but i think the biggest part about it is identity once you're done with the nfl now you're on ex NFL you're That's an right. ex football player when you're done with basketball you're an ex basketball player you're a former basketball great you're not a basketball great you know yeah I mean I, I cannot let's see can I say that okay when I retired from the from the fire service okay you know when I would be off and in town many days I may see a contractor and he want to ask me questions while I'm off. You yeah. understand? Yeah. Okay. Now that the, all those contractors know I'm retired, now they just going to speak to me because I ain't got nothing to do with what they doing. So, you know? so it's in and, and the law. And so your identity's changed. Yeah. Your identity, your identity changes. So you got to find it, a new identity. So that's a, that that's, I, I can kind of feel that a little bit because everybody knows you, uh, you know, as the firefighter. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you ain't fighting fire. You ain't do. You ain't in the uniform no more. So you get that less and less as the years go by. Okay, we I talked about this with Tom, but the only thing that he knows his identity as a human being is a quarterback. Right. Yeah. And and now he's chasing that. Yes, like that's all he's ever known. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know what to do unless he's preparing for you know a game or the next one. So I understand that, but man, like just. Like Tiger, I feel bad for Tiger because it it pains me to see how far he's fallen. Yeah, he's fallen. But though. he's so dang stubborn or whatever. Just 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 take just call it. But him. he I can tell you right now, he ain't gonna quit in his forties. Yeah, but you have to remember his name is now ubiquitous yeah. with his image. Right. You know, before he's just Edward or Edwick or whatever his name is. Earl. Earl no, that's his dad. That was that's his, his dad. dad. Yeah, but his, his, his name was Eldridge. Eldridge, all right. Eldridge Tiger is yeah. his real, or Eldridge Woods is his real name. Yeah. We still call him Tiger. People in the streets still call him Tiger. That's all he wants. It's still ever associated with, with his golf. identity as a golfer. Yeah. But his his acts, his deeds don't live up to his myth at this point. Not at the moment. Uh, he did that to himself now. Because I mean, yeah. there's what I'm he walked on water for a lot of years. Yeah. I'm just saying what's happening to him now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and he did, and I and I'm sure he knows that. <laughs> right. Uh, but you know, hey, it's 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 tough. You, okay, let's go back. Let's. I said that when Lawrence Taylor played, you know, he was a hell, you know, on that football field. But I said because of some of the off the field stuff that he said, I said when he stopped, when that cat right there stopped playing football, he, he, he ain't no telling which way his life is gonna go. And and case in point, he's had all kind of stuff happen to him. Uh, since he retired, too much money, too much free time, no identity. Just, just, I mean, everything. You know, drugs. I mean, he, he chasing highs, uh, gambling, the young women. I mean, in the hotel, living in a hotel. I mean, it's just, just, you know. And sometimes that sport helps to keep you in line. I can see, but I, I, to my other point, you know, it's just. Why do we? Why do these guys think that they are special and can push the envelope? Yeah. Lamar has not proven to me that he is worth that. What he's asking for, but, Patrick Mahomes, who's won Super Bowl, he's won team award. He's carried his team to win. 
an MVP trophy five years ago and haven't done anything since does not warrant all all cash, you know, full max, super max deal. But he's done more than Deshaun Watson and Deshaun I, I Watson. Agree. Got it. So <laughs> that's Deshaun Watson that, agent that, yeah. got it because he's the best damn agent in the league. Right but now. Deshaun Watson got it. So in Lamar's mind, he says, this guy ain't never won 10 games in the league. And he getting that kind of money. I know I'm worth more than that. You know, that's what thinking is. But again, it's identity. But like he's spent his entire life being a football player. Yeah. You but know? I mean, he is not going to, he's, he doesn't do that. For, he plays football for a living. He doesn't negotiate multi-million dollar contract. Agents do. Agents got Deshaun Watson the, the out of nowhere, this super, I, I mean, well, if but, Lamar gets this, he's going to be the best agent in the league. Yeah, but I mean, I just – what makes him think he's he's worth asking for if the best quarterback in the league, Patrick Mahomes, doesn't have it? Well, they, you know what they say? Believe in yourself. <laughs> I mean, you know, they did offer him $133 million guaranteed, though. That's a hell of a job That's for – a lot of money. They, for, offered, they offered Lamar – 133 million guaranteed, and he turned it down for somebody that only plays two thirds of yes, the season. Uh, that ain't, yeah, I'm telling you, say hey, you know, that is some life changing <laughs> loot, man. But hey, guys, hey, great show this this evening. Thanks to the call for the call from uh Dixon, uh, Punta Cana, uh, Dominican Republic. And uh, again, check us out on Facebook, check us out on um, uh, the couch spot. All your streaming networks, Apple and everything. And thanks again for joining us on the Couch Potato Sports. And by all means, share with a friend. We are out, OG. We're done. All right. See you next week, guys.